Hi, guys. Welcome to another episode of Scammer Season. <laughs> so I have my friend Darius back with me today because we need to discuss and have a whole bonus episode focused on the Jesse Smollett saga. So I am like honestly very upset right now. I was late to this podcast taping because the bail hearing was happening and the fallout was happening all day. So we were trying to keep up and write the stories and la da da. It's so much, guys. So much. Okay, so Darius is going to help me get through this because he has plenty of shade about Jesse. Funny enough, Darius never believed this story from the minute that it happened. I actually got mad at you for doubting him. And I was like, how dare you doubt Jesse Smollett? <laughs> Not one piece of the story. <laughs> I don't understand why he didn't believe it. I believed it. And we're going to talk about it. Okay, so just backstory before we get into the shit that happened. The absolute shit storm that happened at 5 a.m. Okay, so. Jesse Smollett reported an attack, quote unquote, attack, to the cops and the hospital two, three weeks ago. Uh, what was the date of that? My internet ain't working, control. Anyway, so he reported this attack that had happened in Chicago after he landed back into the city because they're filming for Empire there. His flight was delayed, so it was very late when he got in. He went to Subway. This is all Jesse's story at the time. What at 2 a.m. What was the date? <laughs> Please don't forget that 2 a.m. It was late because his flight was delayed. So he decided to go get food at the nearby subway that is open 24 hours. He went to the subway and they have confirmed that he did do that. Got him a sandwich. And on his way home, he was allegedly attacked by two men. He never said they were white, but he did allude to it. He said that they were wearing MAGA hats and they were screaming racist slurs and they were covered in ski masks. They threw bleach on him and put a noose around his neck and was mad. At Stop, Darius. I cannot with you. I cannot put a noose around his neck and basically like basically did a whole hate crime against him on the cold ass streets of Chicago. At 2 a.m. outside of Subway. Well, nearby the Subway. So. It was negative 16 degrees in Chicago. I mean. And he walked. <laughs> when you don't have food in your house and you get home and the flight was delayed by seven hours and you were on the flight, you're hungry. Uber Eats is also 24 hours. I, listen, I was not shocked about him getting food at 2 a.m. at a nearby Subway. Was, I'm shocked that he went alone to go get it. January 29th. Oh, yes, January 29th. I am shocked that at the end of January, he went outside at 2 a.m. by himself at 2 a.m. when Subway. Postmates could deliver. I, just, I was in Chicago for Christmas. I got Postmated some Subway at 2 a.m. as well because that was the only thing open. I That was the only shocking part to me. But I was like, maybe, maybe Postmates weren't available because sometimes they ain't available mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. Maybe he was just starving. There was nothing in the house. He hadn't been at home for like a week or so. Maybe. And this was the only thing open. It wasn't that alarming. It was alarming that he went alone. So things start to come out after that, that, you know, there was a threatening letter sent to Fox Studios in Chicago that looked like it was written by a two-year-old and it said MAGA on it. And it said it was threatening to kill Jesse. And they had white powder that turned out to be ibuprofen. And I was like, well, why, why would he go outside after a week 
a week after receiving a letter like this, you know, that's a didn't you say it looked like it was Rachel Marin got it the same letter in Bodyguard. <laughs> Rachel Marin, the character Whitney Houston plays. She got the same exact letter from the same exact person that sent it to Jesse. <laughs> Just to let y'all know. And it looked exactly like that. So like somebody like he... sat there and cut out letters out of a magazine. What kind of nineteen eighty nine murder she wrote episode is this? You know what? <laughs> I believed it because <laughs> I thought that this is what happened. This is what happens in the movies. It, it, yeah. Oh my God, that is what happens in the movies. <laughs> exactly in the bodyguard. So I thought so that it was possible. Okay, so I when when the story came out that the there was a letter sent, and he turned down twenty four hour protection. I was like, well, that's odd. If somebody threatened my life, give me all the protection twenty four hours. He said it was invasive and he didn't want it. Okay. I also would not go out at 2 a.m. knowing a letter to threaten my life was just sent. And I know stalkers, regardless of if MAGA is popular in Chicago and Chicago is a liberal place, it wasn't even about that. People don't have to live in a place just to stalk you and attack you. So it didn't have to be somebody from Chicago. I was more shocked that he decided to go outside at 2 a.m. after receiving a life-threatening letter. That's very weird. And just sidebar, your your attackers knew that your plane was going to be delayed, Why and they also they, they also knew that you were going to be starving for Subway at that exact time, even though it was negative. And they were out there waiting in negative sixteen degree weather. I just want to let all that know they were waiting I for mean, hours because your plane was supposed to come in at eleven, and it's two a.m. They had been out there for hours. I mean, listen, waiting. being a Monday morning quarterback, I understand that now things sound very odd. <laughs> just I just know that stalkers will stalk. That's what they do. They wait. They know your schedule because he posted nonstop that he was on a plane and that it was delayed. Now he's landed. He was posting all of this. So stalkers, this happens to celebs in L.A. all the time. When they post they're out of town, people go to their house and wait mm-hmm. and try to rob their house. It was to me. It wasn't shocking. Sixteen degrees, uh, negative sixteen. Like, yeah, it's a little weird. Okay, fast forward to things coming out throughout the weeks that start to shine a weird light on the situation. Jesse is now being looked at a little sideways because it's like, well, now we've the the, the when the police released a surveillance um, snapshot of the of these two men, probably the only two people that ever walked that street for the last four hours. They released a very grainy picture, and they said, if you know anything, I mean, there was no way to identify these people. So when Jesse Smollett did this Good Morning America interview with with Robin Roberts, and he confirmed that the two people in that surveillance video are his attackers, I also found that odd. You could not, it looked like two blobs. I, I don't even know how police would have found exactly. them. Exactly. So I'm like, well, are you sure? Okay. I mean, he said he doesn't. Maybe it's just because those are the only two people that night. I don't know. The surveillance video conveniently was not showing the exact attack. It just showed Jesse walking. It showed the two guys walking. Then it showed them out of camera. Then it showed Jesse walking home. We don't know what happened when they were out of shot. So things started coming out saying, hey, he might have known these two guys. How do Who are these two guys? Why did the police even know who they are? We never knew until today how the police figured out who they are. So I didn't understand why he would – we found out the identity of the two brothers. It's two um, – I'll pull up their name. But they're two brothers, um, Nigerian-American. They were born here in America. Um, they had gone to Nigeria that night weirdly enough, and had come back into the States and done an immediate, the Chicago police met them at the airport when they got back to the States just less than a week ago. And because they said that you're now persons of interest, they actually got arrested and were like, you're persons of interest in this Jesse Smollett attack. 
that's when they lawyered up and the lawyer let all the shit out the bag. And it comes down to this. This morning, actually last night, a grand jury convened to indict Jesse. Why was Jesse indicted? Because now there's a lot of evidence that the police hadn't released yet until now that pointed to, likely because the brothers, you know, snitched for a deal, probably, and said he planned all of this. He staged the attack basically confirming what a lot of people have been saying for the last couple of weeks. Um, he paid us $3,500 by check to do this. And it was all because now we know because he was upset about his empire salary. So all this evidence was brought to the grand jury. The grand jury ended up saying, yes, charges need to be brought against him. He, that means he was now wanted for arrest. Jesse decided to turn himself in at 5 a.m. this morning. Um, so he was arrested and in Chicago jail at 5 a.m. this morning. His bail hearing was around 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Um, at the bail hearing, people let it all out. The state's attorney got up there. I don't even know how she didn't stop for water for a minute. But she read everything for filth. She told all the details about why the police got to where they got. The reason why they found out about those two brothers is because they were over 50 surveillance cameras assessed. What they released to the public was not everything they had. Of course not. Um, so they knew, they had a good idea of what they looked like, la da da. They, they look, I assume that one of the Ubers or Lyfts that they took that, that came out later was seen on the video. They tracked down that that's how they figured out who was in the car at that time. They Ola found and records. Abel. Who? Ola and Abel. Ola and Abel. Osana, Osana, I can't pronounce it correctly, but it starts with an O is their last name. Um, when police started to kind of look more into these brothers, they noticed a connection. Um, one of the brothers was did like an extra spot on Empire. I don't. I, I think that the police purposely didn't put all of this out there at the beginning, and things start to leak out. So people were blaming media for creating a false old Jesse's lying story. No, there were leaks, and I don't know if they came from Chicago police. You know, the superintendent, a black man, got up there and read Jesse for filth this morning, saying that he can't believe that as a black man he would stage something like that. He was very angry. Mm -hmm. Like he definitely knows that, even probably more than what they told us. But he said that he knows that he staged this attack, and that he knows that he told these brothers to use a noose, to use n word, to you know use say that this is a racist attack. To state they even rehearsed how this was going to happen. The only discrepancy is whether or not the brothers knew what Jesse was going to do with the stage attack. He, They might have thought that he was just doing this for a video. I, they don't know. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they might not have known that he was going to go to the police and file reports. Like, that's a, that's different. Um, the $3,500 check, they say that he's paid them before because they're trainers. Fine, y'all. They are so I can't look at them like that, though, but they're fine. Um, they're trainers and bodybuilders, and Jesse has done, you know, worked worked out with them before, so he paid them. And I think that was kind of like a drug dealer move. I'm going to pad this money. But $3,500, dog, what, what bodybuilding are y'all doing? <laughs> also, it came out at the bell hearing that Jesse, one of the guys, Abel, Abel. Um, was his drug dealer mm -hmm. and got him Molly and things like that. Allegedly. At this point. I mean, alleged. it's alleged, but <laughs> cops ain't going to just come out the blue with that. Honey. Listen, I've been saying all of this since January 29th. <laughs> I ain't believing when the cops pulled up. I said, so you got beat up. 
noosed, bleached, and you still got your tuna fish foot long when the cops come <laughs> to your house. Ain't no bleach get on the sandwich. The sandwich ain't get smushed, Jesse. And you still got the noose, so you able to swallow with the noose around your neck. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I didn't believe one drop of this story. I knew he was acting. Me and Robin Roberts knew he was acting. When he did that that Good Morning America interview, looking back at it, and at the time, I remember hitting y'all up on group chat, like, Robin don't seem, she's usually so agreeable mm-hmm. and shaking her head and looking all, like, sympathetic. Mm-mm. She was like, mm. yeah. she was, like, stone cold. And I was like, something's up. I don't think she believes him. She don't. And Jesse was creating tears to oh. make sure y'all knew, how dare you not believe me that I was attacked? Why would I make this shit up? One of the th- other things that was really big is that when the police came to do the investigation, I guess like the next day after he got out the hospital for, by the way, they're saying that he self-inflicted those wounds that we saw in that FaceTime video with um, with um, Lee Daniels. Um, they're saying that he is the one that pointed out the camera and said, hey, there's a camera right there that probably caught the attack out of. I, I don't notice cameras while I'm just walking down the street. You would. I thought that was very odd. So, yeah, so they knew that. Um, and the state's attorney read off a lot of things. Go to the YBF.com. We have literally everything. We have video of what she said. Um, the the bank statements, which cannot be made. Uh, I know people are like, well, anybody can create texts and bank statements. No, no, no. Cops aren't just asking somebody, hey, send me some bank statements. They went to the bank mm-hmm. or had the bank send direct. Also, phone companies, they can even if they don't want you to download it, the PDF, they can get it direct from the phone company. And Unless AT&T and Sprint and Bank of America and everybody is just in on this, they're not creating shit. They got phone tower records. So they knew that the guys were picked up at a certain place. They were using their phone. They talked to Jesse an hour before and an hour after and also while they were in Nigeria right after that. Allegedly, uh, Jesse was going to give them another $500 once they came back to the States. He also gave them $100 to buy the materials, the ski mask, the red hat, the rope, the noose, all that stuff. And they're caught on... They're caught on surveillance. CBS got an exclusive that they were on surveillance at this bodega, basically buying all this stuff. It all matches up. It all and bank statements up. prove that they did it. And their their Lyft and Uber, whatever they took, show that they were in that place by the scene of the crime. And then they were at their own house. And everything is confirmed and corroborated with records. <sighs> I've been getting beat up for two weeks by everybody, co-workers, friends, family members. I've been getting beat up, but I've stood my ground because I knew the truth. My grandma <laughs> always said, it's going to come out in the wash, and that's exactly what I said. And today, it came out in the wash. It's not far-fetched to believe a hate crime happened. It's not. And also to a celebrity. Why would he lie? He knew and- too many details. It was just too, it was, I don't know. I don't know. And also this whole salary thing, I also, I'm not 100% sold on that. I would not be shocked if that's what he told these guys. How is you getting beat up going to create sympathy enough for you to get a higher salary? Because it creates, you know, he had a hashtag. I'm telling, I was telling everybody at work. Well, how does that get you a higher salary? Because, I mean, it's just all this stuff around you. So when you're sitting at the table, I mean, it puts you on a bigger platform. Now you're this huge victim. Well, I did say that I think that clout active, uh, being an activist for clout probably was the driving factor. Now they're saying it was salary, which those two things could be intertwined. Yeah. Um, but that's your agent's job. When you perform three days later, talking about you the um, gay Tupac and all this and that, and the crowd's going crazy, I said, "Oh, this, oh, this, this fool really did. He really staged this. I'm disgusted. He just kept though. every little thing he did. 
I was just sitting there. I'm did you feel like that? Did you feel like the LGBT community got behind him? I mean, I feel like most first, people I know were not for him. At first, at first they did. Because at first I was like, when it first popped up, I was like, oh no, <laughs> like not 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 Jamal Lyon. <laughs> Not my Jamal Lyon. I feel like y'all were the first ones to be against him. And I was like, I don't understand. Because once they once the stuff started trickling out, like I've I've heard about hate crimes and I've I've seen the results of somebody right. being and it's just people are not walking around with two little scratches on their face. <laughs> I'm just saying. Listen, Jesse, I am severely disappointed if this is true. He still has to have his day in court. He has been bailed out of jail. He paid. He had a $100,000 bail. He paid $10,000 on a D-bond. He asked specifically if he could hurry up and leave the bail hearing because he had to go to taping in 45 minutes because they're still in production on Empire. You know Let what? me tell you something, Negro. You know what? They don't roach your ass out before you All even step the way on the out. It's happening. All I know the, the Empire out. sent out a statement a couple nights ago saying that they're not writing him out, but that was before this arrest. So exactly. I think that you've been written out. Sir. Yeah. Um, his whole family was there. It's it's a hot mess. Um, I don't know what's going to happen to him on Empire, but it's not looking good. Jesse, this was disgusting. You if set us you, back, Jesse. You set us you back. You did. It's already hard enough for black people, LGBT, everybody to be heard and to be believed. This was on another this was an unnecessary level not only did the police superintendent who's black say that but the judge said that who's also black um and i think that i don't think that they're just planted there i don't think this is a russian operation or anything Mm -hmm. i think this was a horrible judgment call on justice's behalf and i think it's just disgusting now me joe blow when i'm walking home in harlem at two in the morning Real talk, getting real food, and a white man hits me in my head and pours bleach on me, and I go to the police. They can be like, um, go home. That's so sad. Get out of here. Okay, guys, I we had to rush this because, you know, <sighs> late because of Jussie ass. <sighs> um, but we hope you get the gist of it. I'm very upset. I'm befuddled. Mm-hmm. And we've been mm-hmm. bamboozled. Bamboozled. <laughs> By our own. By our own. So please go to the YBF.com and see everything that's happened. Also at the YBF underscore daily on Instagram. And we'll keep you up to date on everything happening. Thanks so much, guys. Scammer season. (laughs) All right. Bye, y'all.